In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, the epic fail. Crazy good communication when it goes all wrong. This is the Game Plan episode, y'all. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage, you steadily beast. We appreciate you listening. And uh, we got a lot of energy in the room here, apparently, because Jeannie's be bopping around caffeine over there. Pills. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, she's got some caffeine going on, but uh, we are going to get right into it, okay? Uh, from the journey episode, talking about the epic fail when it came to crazy good communication, um, Jeannie was talking about how she felt like I, um, the source of my frustrations was her based on some of the things she heard with our conversation about what we were going to do with uh, with school, how I presented my process and what I thought would be a good idea. And then talking about money. And, you know, this is a... So we stack the school conversation. We stack the, <clears throat> the money conversation. And then... Uh, let us in on what the, the third part of it was. Um, you were dealing with some stuff at work and some stuff at home, and you were getting frustrated because um, when we did our coffee talk, I graded you kind of low because you'd fallen asleep on me when you were supposed to be listening for reading and stuff. And that was that's really the only time that we're spending quality time right now. So I got butt hurt by it. And then when you started saying how you were didn't have enough time to do all of these different things. You were trying to manage time to make all these things happen that I wanted. I took it as I was putting too much on you and I wasn't going to put any more on you because you were already frustrated. Definitely a lot of uh, plenty of moments there uh, for me to say, what did you hear me say? and Or for her to say, this is what I'm hearing. And that is a... We missed that. Yeah, that's a very important... Um, tool for the bag boys is that uh, when you're feeling the tension rise you have to you you got to adjust your game plan and say okay you're looking this way or you're acting this way what do you hear me saying because what you heard me saying was by far not what i meant in any stretch of the imagination and realizing that you were overwhelmed it's something that that i knew um, even though you hadn't like voiced it in that particular conversation talking about the school plans, but you you know you didn't wave the flag and say, "Look, dude, I'm overwhelmed. I cannot have this conversation right now. It's too it's too much for nope, me." I blew up instead. And then we uh, we kind of went back and forth at each other. And I do I do a lot of work trying to be very diplomatic because I don't I, I don't want to say things that can be harmful, especially to my favorite person in the world. Um, I don't want to take those things out on her or say the wrong thing. And I'm sure it's annoying because I use a lot of words to say something that could be said much shorter. I probably just did that right there. But there are a few things that I look at now, just as you were kind of telling the story in the journey episode, 
um, that I should have made some adjustments on. Now, here's what here's not what we're saying. Okay, key in on this. We're not saying that it's my responsibility to make all the adjustments in this relationship so that Jeannie doesn't experience frustration or um, conflict or being overwhelmed. We're both adults, and we have to manage ourselves accordingly. Um, but there are some things that I could have done knowing how she takes things and looking at the situation she was in with her you know, freedom and homeschool and, you know, uh, losing her freedom, everything changing, a lot of responsibility being dropped on her, and the school is not being organized enough to know what they were going to do, and so they're throwing out assignments on spring break, and then the communication is just not there. Everybody's logins, everybody's passwords, all the different teacher hours, everybody wants everybody on the computer between this time and this time when you've got eight kids and three computers at the time. This was not going to work. So, so there, there was a lot going on. <laughs> it was a smorgasbord of opportunities for us to make this right. And it's things that we already know. It's the signs that come up. But being frustrated or overwhelmed can cloud your vision. It can cloud your judgment. And, and you can miss things when, you, when you're overwhelmed because you kind of get in a state. I don't want to say it's a state of panic. But it's a state of, it's a state of. I shut down. It's anxiety. Too, it's too much. If there are too many variables coming at me at one time, okay, for me personally, my mind shuts down, and it goes to uh, reading is a really good escape for me. That's why I read at night before I go to bed. It takes me out of whatever else was going on during the day, and I can kind of disappear into a world that's not even my own, and then I can go to sleep. Because my worries are gone for that time being. But all of this to say, this is a situation that none of us have control over. So there was a lot of things changing in a short period of time. When we say my freedom from homeschool, don't get it wrong. I loved homeschooling my kids. I loved having them at home. And we've watched over the last five years how much it impacted who they've become. Yep how they function, yep. their confidence changed, their grades changed, the way that they learned became very, very clear to us. So now when they're in public school, they all wanted to do junior high and high school in public school. My freedom is the fact that they're in school meant I could go to the store by myself. Well, yeah, I you... could go have lunch with my best friend and not take a child with me. I could get out on my own. I loved homeschooling. I really did. But there were days that it was just like, oh, my gosh, you guys are always here. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a breather. My weekends away with Quincy were my breather. So, yeah, now that we don't have my weekends away and everybody's home all the time and I can't go anywhere without somebody with me or all of them with me. It's not that I don't love them, but I feel trapped hey, often. Jeannie, don't worry about what people think. I'm not worried about okay. what people think. I just want to explain if <clears throat> your wife didn't have everybody at home and now she's working from home or maybe she's at home and everybody's there all the time and you're seeing what's going on with me, the shutting down, the being snippy, the kind of getting quiet, maybe retracting into a book or getting into a video game or just not engaging... Red flags, dude. Red flags. So, 
with the game plan episode, what we're doing is uh, we're going to go with this is what happened and this is what should have happened. This is what happened on this particular level and this is what should happen next time and so on and so forth so that for the playbook episode, you will know how to put these things into action. So if we look right now and um, if we look right now and we talk about what happened and what were your actions versus versus what happened and what could have been your actions to prevent some of this. We look at, A, you started out with being overwhelmed. So what happened there and what did you do? Um, well, I became overwhelmed. I didn't have any choices in the decisions that were being made. And that pissed me off because I don't like being told, you're gonna. Um, that's a whole other episode. So... I, but I wasn't voicing it. I was just kind of taking in everything that was coming. And in the beginning of all this mess, there was a lot coming. Mm -hmm. I was going to be responsible for not just school, but the kids who have therapies. There's several therapies that they want to do virtually and having to pay for computers and not having enough food and not having all these different things. So for me, it was internally, I was flipping the hell out and I wasn't talking. Yeah. Funny enough, it comes after the whole, it comes right during the, the airing, because we recorded the, the episodes before, but it comes during the Crazy Good commu Communication, She's Fine episode. <laughs> and I said, I said, you know, to you and other people, man, this, putting out these Crazy Good Communication episodes, it seems like there's a strain on our communication. Well, there was, and that means that we both have to use our voice. Um, it's important. To have those talks, and and I'm gonna tell you in a few minutes what I could have done to help us both. And I realize it now. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, looking at that, um, what should you? What should have happened when you started feeling overwhelmed? I should have communicated to you. There's a lot going on. I'm. This is what's happening with me. This is how I'm feeling. So that you and I could have had better conversations when addressing things like how we're going to do school and how we're going to pay bills and what we're looking at, you know, down the road, it would have been easier. I mean, take the garden, for instance, we had a conversation about building a garden. We were gonna do a box garden. Simple. We were online picking things out, figuring out how to put it together. And then we've been doing this for like three hours that day. All of a sudden, Quincy gets an epiphany. Let's just not do the boxes and let's just go tear up the backyard and make a huge garden. This should be a simple shift of thought. Okay, we'll save money from doing this and we'll do that instead. That is not how Jeannie's mind works. Jeannie's mind goes, I just spent all this time. I've got all these plans. I've got all this stuff in my head of what this is going to look like. And boom, we've shifted gears. I snapped. I started getting snippy with him and it wasn't intentional. It is just... What happens with me when we shift gears? I need a minute to let the gear shift. I need some time to wrap my head around, okay, we're going to change this. But instead of communicating, which I did, actually, I did after I snapped. You and I were, you were like, you know what, never mind. Let's just go back to what we were talking about. And I, I told him, I said, no, I need time to adjust to the idea so that I can weigh them against each other and I can determine what's going to work for me because if I don't have that minute to adjust and we just flip on a dime, dude, speed bump becomes crater and we have a whole world of shit to deal with. And it's not, it's not intentional, 
It is something that is ingrained in me that we have been working with Rita on for a very long time. It's getting better, but it's still there. Well, and that that's the point of you got to know yourself. And I got to be able to tell you. I have to be willing to tell you I'm dealing with this again. I know this is a sucky thing to deal with, but I'm dealing with this again. Because if I don't and I internalize it, I will go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And it's not on purpose. I promise you, people who deal with depression, it is not on purpose. It's not like we look at something and go, "Mm, you know what? I want to feel like crap about that today. And I'm just going to sit here and suffer with it for several weeks. That's not how it is. It's just something emotionally triggers and everything just disconnects. Yeah. And it's, it's what you're working through and you've made great strides to get past it. And I have the full confidence that you're going to be able to fully put that away someday. It takes, it takes time. It's a hell of a lot better than it was. I'm not drinking. I'm not uh, disappearing. And at least, you know, this time, what should have happened is I should have talked to Quincy. The good news is I was smart enough and I caught it enough to go to someone we both trust. Well, the, the thing is, in my opinion, is we should have talked about it much sooner. True. You and I should have told you if I didn't feel like I could talk to you, I should have told you, I think I need to go see Rita or I think I need to go see this person and I just need to be able to air this out and then you and I can come back and talk about it. I didn't do that and it's something that we've agreed on a long time ago that we would do. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where this epic fail came in was we know the rules, we made the rules, we agreed on the rules and I folded the rules up and stuck them in my back pocket and <sighs> just forgot about them. You let you let them suckers on fire and burn them up. <laughs> okay, so is a for a plan moving forward, we need we need some kind of a phrase or a buzzword when I am when I see you or when you see me and what's coming out of our mouth is not what the other person sees. Because I have been talking about for weeks that I'm concerned about the amount of time you're spending on your phone reading the amount of time you're spending on the game, what you know, what is happening when we're supposed to be having dinner or, you know, setting the timer on the phone so that we can have our time together. I'm I made those claims and you were okay and there was no problem. But But I wasn't doing what we had agreed to do. So I wasn't okay because I wasn't sticking to the agreement. I know. That's the point I'm making. And when you're asking me because I get all, I mean, I th- I'm probably a pretty easy read. I can't, I just can't hide things. They they eat me alive. So I there's, there's things I just can't hide, and you know me better than anybody else. So we, we've got to come up with some kind of agreement on a new buzzword when it's a, that has worked as well as speed bump or, you know, a hard talk or where, wherever we are, we've got to come up with something that says, I, I see this and I need you to be honest with me so that you can say it ugly, we can clean it up and we can move past it. Because what happens is, in our experience, what happens is if you have an issue that you hold on to, another issue is coming and it's going to be... They become a mountain. It's going to... The, the next issue coming may not be a great big deal, but when you're already holding an issue, it starts to add on to the load of what you're carrying around and you're not voicing it so you can't get it off your chest. When you're seeing everything out of, you know the term rose-colored glasses? Okay, 
it's like that filter. So I'm already stressed out and overwhelmed. And then you come in and give me direction on the schooling. And since I'm already overwhelmed and all these people are telling me how I'm going to do this. And then you come in and try to help by saying, this is what I think you should do. I'm maxed out. And by not saying that, everything that I'm feeling just lashes at you because it's just another person telling me how to do this stuff and that I have to do this. And it wasn't the case at all. You were trying to help. But that's not where my my filter was. My filter was on I'm getting bombarded by all this stuff and I don't have a choice. Yeah, and it was it was a really it was a it was just a hard place to be because that not only with you gaining your freedom, it gave you the time every day alone and quiet so that you could write your book and you know, you're making great progress and it just came to a screeching halt and that's enough to piss anybody off (laughs) yeah it is because that that just kind of wrecked your whole moment and everybody's having moments out there i mean getting our our nine day vacation canceled that sucked that was terrible it was terrible we had plans to be just us we had plans to go see uh, some concerts to see my family to watch some hockey and to get a much Places needed we been. to get a much needed moment away because that is what our relationship needs when we don't have that we have proven time and time again that it wrecks us because our family life has a high amount of stress in it that's just ours but that is you know, big family, autism, variables that, that come along with that. What's up, you stud, you man-beast? It's the Q-Dog here with a quick did you know. Did you know about our website, manversusmarriagepodcast.com? That's man, V like victory, S like success, marriagepodcast.com. Did you know about our email, coach, at manversusmarriagepodcast.com? What about our Facebook group? Check it out at MVSM Podcast. And finally, on our website, go subscribe. Become a fantastic subscriber to Man vs. Marriage. You will get tips and tricks on how to have a better marriage, a better you, and more sex. Coming soon, Man vs. Marriage. The mailbox. Anyway, that's it. Back to the show. Thank you, you stud, you studly man-beast. So looking at that, I thought to myself while you were telling the story, it's like, Quincy, you freaking moron. I, it was a, a few months ago that I watched the uh, this little mini-series on Netflix with Kevin Hart, and I told you all. and I, I told the family, and I was like, look, we can accomplish these things we want to. What does it take? It takes working harder, and it takes a great team. So we are shifting to work harder mode. That was great. In the beginning. When we had a plan <laughs> of going away, and we had our once one mm-hmm. month a weekend away, we could work harder. We could. Because we had playtime coming. <laughs> because we had time that was scheduled for downtime. All that changed, but my plan never changed. And it was work harder, work harder. And our relationship has become business, business, business. And the more and more business there is, there's less and less connection the way that we need connection. 
We're in survival mode. We we basically went back to what we call survival mode. What that means is our daily stuff is done. The kids are taken care of. The bills are taken care of. The house is taken care of. Your job is taken care of. And at the end of the day, whatever's left over is what we get. Our relationship gets whatever's left. And by that point, it's not enough because we didn't take the time. Now, we've gotten better. This last week has been better. We've been... Um, we switched up instead of reading at night when he's exhausted. He calls me on his lunch break and I read to him then. He's wide awake. He's alert. He's listening to me and he doesn't have to concentrate on work. And we did have to have make an adjustment one of the days because work wouldn't leave him alone. And finally he just, you know, I, and here's the thing. This is the big switch for me. Having him tell me, okay, I shut everything off. I'm not going to answer any work calls. This is our time. Go ahead. That's important. It's mm-hmm. very important because when he comes home, he's not just my husband. He's dad who's been gone all day long and everybody's so excited to tell daddy all about everything they've learned or everything we're excited about or everything that we've done or we want to do. And we have a bunch of females. In case you haven't noticed listening to me, we talk a lot. She ain't exaggerating, y'all. There are seven little humans in this house that are female and um, they are my children. So they talk just as much as I do, except the one who monologues like her dad. Um, but that's that's what he comes home to every single day. And then he has me, who I offload constantly. But we weren't taking the time to shut everything off, turn off you know, the kids, so to speak, and say, you know what, mom and dad need to go have time alone. Can you guys sit and watch a movie and give us our break? We don't have our go-away where we can have, and I'm not going to lie, I'll be totally honest. When we go away, that's when the sex is the best because there ain't nobody knocking on my door. We don't care who's listening well, in. Well, except for that one time at the hotel at Shut one in the your face. <laughs> that, that, I, oh, yeah. I wish I remembered the name of that hotel so I could blast those fools. Anyway. Um, no, that's okay. We're not going to go there. Um, I know which one it was. So we won't be going back there. But yeah, that that's our time where... Our connection is constant for the full three days that we're gone. It is just us in a cocoon and everything else. We don't answer calls unless the babysitter calls with something that's important. We don't answer the calls from the kids. We don't answer the text from the kids. We don't, unless it's important, mom and dad are away and you need to leave us alone. We haven't had that in going on 10 weeks. So in the game plan, and this being a game plan episode, what could we have done? What we could have done was uh, when the dust settled to say, okay, everything's changed. Everything's closed. We're not going on our trip. We're in work harder mode. We need a recalcul- We need a recalibration, not a recalculation. We need to recalibrate what we're doing here. And what does that look like? Well, that looks like, okay, there's four weeks. There's four weekends in every month. Maybe some you get five. Here's the weekends that we're going to work, and we're going to hit the schedule. We're going to work it very hard. This weekend in particular, we are going to do nothing but what we want. Maybe we are going to get in the van and go for a three- or four-hour drive. Go get some drive through that, you know, well, you can't do drive through right now. But anyway, I, go through a place, I can, get something, and just do us. And we didn't. We didn't do that. And then... When we're talking, you and I are talking, and I'm saying, you, your, you, that's because I know my commitment to the plans that we have. And I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to prod you along because you're frustrating me by not keeping the schedule. And we put things in the calendar because we agreed that we would schedule them in the calendar and we would run our calendar this way. But I'm having to chase you down to stay on course for the calendar. And I'm saying, all right, I'm having to chase you down, but these are things that you want. I'm in. I'm here. I'm showing up, except for when I fall asleep. I'm showing up. This is what's scheduled. Why do I have to chase you down over things that you want us to do? That could have been that could have been fixed in the sense of saying, well, I hear you saying this is all my fault. And then we could have said, okay, here's what I could have said. What I'm the point I'm making is this. I'm willing to show up and do it. I'm willing to keep the schedule. But if you're not, then you're you're creating a pain point for us and we can't move forward because there are a lot of things to get done and these things are on the schedule. And that's why there's so much static in me when it's like this is coming up for time for us to do. I'm sacrificing a lot of things to do these. And if you're not showing up, then that means that we're not getting them done. And yeah, I'm going to get frustrated and say, are you committed to do these or do we need to change? It wasn't, this is you and this is what you're doing to me and you are frustrating me. Your actions were frustrating me because you weren't (laughs) showing up to the calendar, but it was not too much for me. It's me saying, honey, we want to do these. I'm here. What about you? But those were all through the filter or those glasses of being overwhelmed and frustrated and mistaking what I'm saying. Yeah. And I understand that. I really do. I've been in those places when we hear, when I heard the word service and we're talking about sex and that rips me, that infuriates me. So I understand being there, but I look at things, I rely on a process. You can thank Nick Saban for that. It did it has changed my life as corny as that sounds but if you have a process and everybody's working the process and doing their part then the burden doesn't land on the few we share the burden together so when we plan things it takes us both being there and showing up and getting there on time as best we can so that we can work this process and your book gets released and it has a great launch and we meet your time frame there's been hiccups you know there's been hiccups and your book keeps getting pushed back and i don't like that for you Mm -hmm. so we could have made these adjustments but the flaw was definitely on me this time because i do i do have that moment to take a step back i i work outside of the home you're always here i should have recognized and said because it came out in one of our conversations. Is all this work we're doing going to be worth it? Because right now it's obviously taken a toll on our relationship. And I should have hit this right here. It was an error in my plan to say, okay, we can still work with the, the work harder mentality. But we need to reschedule some things. We need to adjust, course correct, do a valve check, whatever terminology you want to use to say, Okay, we still have to have our time to get away. A couple of Tuesdays uh, every month for as long as this goes on, 
We're going out to do picnic on the road, away from the house, just you and me. Get us out of here so we can go for a one or two hour drive. And you can drive because I drive during the day anyway. You could drive and we're fine. We can listen to music or whatever the case is. But we didn't do those things. And that, because we didn't act and follow our own process and agreement that has to do with our relationship and identify when this thing changed that we should have changed, we set ourselves up Mm -hmm. for these moments. Now, thankfully, we're able to find our way through it and we put it out there. We put the real part of it out there on our podcast so that people can hopefully listen to it and make some adjustments and see this coming because I'm a very futuristic thinker and I think what's today, what's the outcome going to be and how can we put a process together to mitigate frustration and pain and suffering and arguments um but we're putting it out there and so i think as far as the game plan episode goes we've got it here and now we can take we can go to the have a quick playbook episode on 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 how we're going to implement this and what we're going to do so that it helps our our listeners that we love so much because we're helping these guys too i think the um the cool part about this is you guys can realize from listening to us and what we're going through, obviously for those of you who have just tuned in and you might go back and you hear something and now you want to do all these things, just one right after the other, you're just going to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And it's going to be perfect. It is not, this is not a, you hear it, you go do it and you've got it down and everything is perfect. This is not a one and done. This is, it's a habit that we have to form. Granted, we're able to recognize these things now, but it's taken us 10 years of constantly buzzwording each other, talking things out, having hard conversations. Hard conversations suck. But last night was a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. And the podcast came from it. That's that's just what it is. We have to have those conversations and agreeing to the fact that a non-negotiable for us is we have the hard talks. Even and the time away. And, and, and we, we have these. Here's the thing, and we'll probably have to do this later in a different episode. But when you have your non-negotiables and life happens, your non-negotiables need to bend. They, you have to find a way to take our non-negotiables. We get time away. We get a break every weekend, every month, one weekend away. That's our non-negotiable. We can't do that right now. But what we can do is drive up to Lake Isabella and go have a picnic for the day. We could get a babysitter for a day and go drive for a couple of hours. We could go to Apollo and chill. We could find a way to get out and go somewhere. We're not going to get an overnight stay and a bang out weekend, but we can make those adjustments having dinner out by the fire with the kids, just changing the scenery at dinner time made a huge difference. They came to life at the dinner table, conversation games. We were playing with each other. We hadn't done that. And it would have done the same for us if we would have taken a step back to make the change. Anyway, we've got to stop this episode. 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? Q dog. Come on. You committed to 25 boy. Okay. Anyway, I am the Q-Dog. She is Jeannie Moran, the hottest chick in the world. And this 
is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.